Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Six seven, the fan, the team nine eighty, Odyssey app, Toby Altizer, with you for two and a half more hours before we turn it over to Nationals baseball. Give me a follow on Twitter at Toby underscore Altizer. Tweet at me there, or you can give a call eight hundred six three six one zero six seven on the MGM National Harbor listener line. Want to hear from you guys? Your thoughts on training camp? Your thoughts on the offense? Going to get into some of the thoughts on the struggling offense here in just a couple of minutes. But first, we were talking about there's no quarterback competition. I think we all understand that. You know, the laying out, the the reps and all those things, I think that's pretty easy. But when you hear the way that a lot of the guys talk about Sam Howell, it's very glowingly. They go out of their way to talk very nicely about him. And I understand it's a young quarterback. But the things that they add to it, And the first person that I really noticed doing this and going above and beyond, not just saying, oh, yeah, I'm excited to work with him. I think he'll be good this year. But going above and beyond is Jahan Dotson. So I want to play some clips from various players, Terry and Jahan, and then Coach Rivera talking about Sam Howell to hopefully give you some confidence in him as a starter. Even though he struggled at camp, I think he can still be that guy. So let's hear from Jahan Dotson. He was on with the team's YouTube channel before the season, before they'd even taken a snap in training camp, and here's what he had to say about Sam Howell. Uh, he's a special talent. Yeah. I truly believe it. Um, I always tell people he makes every throw on the field look so easy. He looks, he makes it look effortless. Um, he, his arm talent is insane, and he, he's just getting better. He's getting smarter every single day, and he's getting more comfortable with us. I feel like once he gets comfortable with everyone, uh, it, the sky's the limit. And the thing about this, okay, so you hear that clip. You know, you haven't taken a snap at training camp. You haven't been able to, you know, really see too, too much because they didn't work together a whole lot at the at last season because Sam was talking about this a little bit on Up and Adams. We're going to play some clips from guys that were on with Kay Adams as she was out in training camp Wednesday. But he didn't get to work with them until the last week of the season because obviously you're trying to win football games, so... Howell's not going to take reps away from Heineke or once last season. So he really hasn't had the most time to work with these guys. So I think that's something you have to take into consideration as well as he's trying to build up some of that chemistry. But here's something that stood out to me. So after practice, their first practice practice on Tuesday, I had the opportunity to talk to John Dotson. And so I talked to him about the fans and various things. And, you know, he gave some nice answers, but Every answer was probably about 10 seconds in length, something nice and quick. I asked him about Sam Howell as the last question, and he gave me a very insightful, deep answer. Here's what I had to say on Tuesday after the first padded practice. He's been really great. Uh, He's been really good. He's been improving every single day. Uh, That's all we could really ask from him. Uh, We're just trying to make his job 
uh, that much easier, uh, getting open, catching the football. That's our job, so we're just going to make his job that much easier, and he's going to put in he's going to put in the right spots. We we have no doubt about his arm talent. Uh, we have no doubt what he can do. Uh, we have full trust in him, and we know he's going to have a big year. And so maybe he's going out of his way to do some of these things, but those last couple things, we have full confidence in his arm talent. We have full confidence in the work he's putting in. And we have full confidence he's going to have a big year. Those are things you don't have to add in. You could have just left it with the stuff that he said at the beginning. And look, I work in media. I understand that sometimes we can read a little bit too much into the things these guys are saying. Maybe he's just trying to build his quarterback up. But I really think that when you listen to what these guys have to say, they believe in him. And I think the nail in the coffin almost to an extent Kay Adams, he talked to her the next day on Up and Adams, and I thought this was a fantastic answer. Again, Jahan Dotson talking about Sam Howell. What's he made of? We don't know anything about Sam Howell. Help me out. Sam Howell, like you said, he's the question mark for a lot of people, but to us, I feel like he's the exclamation mark. Uh, He's a guy who we know has all the arm talent in the world. Uh, who's going to put us in the right positions uh, to succeed. And we're just trying to make his life easier. Uh, We're trying to get open, catch the ball, do our job, and make his life pretty much easy so so that he succeeds. And then here's some more from him with Kay Adams up in Adams on Wednesday after their second padded practice. Who does Sam remind me of? I feel like he's truly, like, one one of his own like he i've never met anyone like him who's he's kind of like a quiet assassin like he doesn't say much he's kind of like kind of like myself like he doesn't say much but he goes out there and he makes plays so uh it's truly exciting just to have him leading our team and that's the thing i mean i know this is just jahan and that's why you know jahan's been the one that seems to be over the moon and very complimentary of him but i want you to hear from some other guys but when you think about all the things that jahan just said there you know, a guy that a lot of us look at as a question mark, we look like we look at him as the exclamation point. Fantastic quotes. Fantastic. Like, he gives this offense so much in terms of physical ability. All right? This has nothing to do with decision-making and all that stuff yet. But in terms of physical ability, he has it all. If he needs to run, he can run. You need him to throw a deep out route with some real zip on the ball. He's got it. You need him to throw the deep ball. He's got it. Throwing stuff underneath. All those things Sam has. I've talked about this plenty of times before. Why did they bring in Carson Wentz last year? They wanted the strong arm. You got it in Sam Howell this year. Why did Heineke do a little bit better than what Carson Wentz had done early in the season after he started to struggle? Well, he could move around. He could maneuver Even the offensive line was struggling. He can maneuver around a little bit. Sam can do that more, and he's a better runner than Heineke, I think. We'll see. have to see what his pocket presence is like. We'll have to see if he can feel the rush and can escape. But I think in terms of physical ability, Sam Howell has it all. Last week we had on Chris Russell, the rooster, and he said in terms of guys, you know, this is before some padded practices and stuff, so maybe his opinions change just a little bit. But he said in terms of guys with velocity and accuracy, their arms that he's seen in his time covering the team, he hasn't seen one like it since, really, Robert Griffin III. So he's got all of the ability. It's about the decision-making. It's about putting him in the right position. It's about making sure that he is doing the right thing and understanding the concepts and all those things. 
And I think Bieniemy is going to do a good job of building this thing to help him out. But you heard from Jahan Dotson. Maybe you think, well, Jahan's full of it. <laughs> maybe Jahan doesn't know what he's talking about. He played with Sean Clifford at Penn State. So guess what? Any quarterback would look like a pro next to him. But Ron Rivera was very complimentary of him as well. Here's him on Up and Adams again Wednesday after their second padded practice. Is there a quarterback that you've been around that reminds you or Sam Howell reminds you of? Um, you know... <sighs> He, he's got a little bit of, of Jim McMahon, a little bit of that gunslinger in him in terms of the arm. Jim McMahon, woo I'm, I'm talking about the moxie and the, and, and, and the I like, arm. No, okay. I like that. The swagger um, is kind of sort of what I does, think Jahan Dawson called it. But he's but he's, he's a little bit quieter. You know what I'm saying? He's a little more reserved. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably one thing you, you'd love to see him do it. He's got he's got great movement in the pocket. Reminds a little bit of Drew Brees. And again, I'm, I'm not comparing him to Drew Brees. I'm just saying he reminds me of Drew because he We're moves. building like a transformer of right. different, like a Voltron of different right. people. Okay, what else has he got? Uh, that way. And then, and then he's got, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to find the right kind of arm to compare it to because he's got a really live arm. He throws a good deep ball, very accurate underneath because he's got a quick release. So there's a lot of little things that he does well and he's kind of his own unique person. I can tell the players love him. Yes, they do. They that's, do. And that's part of that moxie. And, and the thing that's interesting about him is, you know, is, is how quickly he is to self-correct. You know, he knows when he made a mistake, and he usually doesn't repeat it. That's one of the things that we're trying to look for when we watch him on tape, make sure he didn't repeat a mistake and that he, he, he accepts the, the responsibility. I'm watching my guy Connor listening to the video back there, and as soon as Rivera said, oh, he self-corrects, a little smile popped on his face. And that's what I'm kind of hoping you guys listening on the radio are hearing right now. There's some maturity to Sam Howell. He's got to grow. There's no doubt about it. But there's maturity. There's all the talent. And you could listen to me lay out how I think he's looked at practice. You could listen to all the guys talk about how they think he's looked at practice, what they've taken away from training camp. But hearing it from Ron Rivera, hearing it from Jahan Dotson, we're going to hear from Terry in just a second. That's got to give you some confidence, right? Hearing it from those guys, and you're not hearing these guys outside of you know some passing comments by Ron about Jacoby. You're not hearing them bring up Jacoby Brissett. They're talking about Sam Howell. They have belief in him. They do. They think that when the bullets go flying week one, when everything's full go, that they can trust their leader in Sam Howell. One, they believe he's got all the ability in the world, which is nice to know because Washington has had limited quarterback play and for quite some time now. Think about the limitations Heineke had. Think about the limitations Carson Wentz had. Think about the limitations Alex Smith had. What limitations does Sam Howell have? His height? Okay. That's not held back Drew Brees. As Ron Rivera mentioned, it hasn't held back Russell Wilson when he's been at his best. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it right now. There aren't things that are going to hold him back. It's just going to be how far can he develop? How mature can he be? How good can his decision-making be? Those things might hold him back. But in terms of his physical abilities, in terms of what he has in his toolkit, he's got it all. Something that Washington hasn't had in quite some time. And I wanted to play all these clips because I want you to believe that this guy has it, and the players believe it. So I think we can believe it just a little bit. If these guys are all believing it, why shouldn't we all believe it? And I think the most candid, the most honest, if you listen to his interview with the Pivot podcast, talking about Terry McLaurin, you understand that this guy 
is just a genuine human. If you've ha- ever been able to interact with him, you understand he's not going to blow smoke. He's going to tell you the way it is. And I thought it was very interesting hearing in Terry's press conference him talk about some of the connection that he's felt with Terry or with Sam Howell. Um, with Sam, it's been great so far. It was good to uh, get a feel for him, obviously, in the last game against Dallas. But as we've gone over the course of this offseason, we've thrown together. We've gotten some reps out here. Um, I think one thing that strikes strikes me with him is we have a, a nuanced connection. Even with Dayami, he just has a good feel of throwing the ball down the field. And we really don't have to talk about landmarks and and putting air under the ball. He just has a really good feel of throwing the ball down the field, and that's a strength of my game. I know that's a strength of a lot of our receivers' game, and I think that's something that um, we're looking forward to be, being trying to put on the field this year is um, taking those those shots down the field but also being consistent in um, underneath routes and, and spacing the ball out and things like that. So uh, it's been great so far, and I'm excited to work with him, and um, hopefully we can. Um, he's going to be our guy for the future. I love that end. Hopefully he can be the guy for the future. Because earlier in that press conference, they're talking with Terry. And he's like, man, I've had a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, and he's just, uh, he's just an honest guy, and he has had a lot of quarterbacks. And hopefully this is the guy that can push him over the top. Because I think Terry is a top five receiver. But he can't really be labeled there right now because he hasn't had the quarterback play to elevate him to that spot. I think if Sam can give him that kind of play, and I think he can give him that kind of play, it's just about whether he actually does it. I think you can see the sky's the limit with Terry McLaurin. I think Jahan Dotson as well. But the other thing that stands out that I thought think every guy has mentioned is the composure that Sam Howell has. And hearing Terry lay it out, I think, gives you some hope that even if things go a little bit awry, he's going to be able to right the ship. Yeah, to be honest, you really don't even see him get flustered, even when he's had a few... Um maybe rough patches during practice he doesn't hang his head he's not yelling cussing things like that he stays pretty even kill which is really unique for a young guy like that and um not only that i think that struck me in the dallas game because we had a turnover but he still wasn't afraid to push the ball down the field and i think with this being a, a passing league you still got to stay aggressive it's really cool to see a young guy who's not afraid to continue to give his guys catches because or guys opportunities down the field um because at the end of the day um our receivers and our group are going to have to fight through some adversity. The defense are going to make plays across the season, but the last thing we do is get down on each other. I think EB echoes that a lot, like uh, staying consistent in what we do. And I think that starts with the quarterback. And so far he's done a really good job. And uh, I know he still has time to grow, but that comes with us rallying around him and doing our jobs to make his job easier. And the whole point of this exercise and hearing from Jahan, Ron, Terry, is I want you to realize that whatever we say is fine, but these guys believe in him. They do. Terry, Jahan, Ron, Diami, Curtis, these guys believe in Sam Howell. And maybe there's been some struggles in practice because of who knows what, and we'll dive into that next with some of my notes on training camp. But I think if you hear it from these guys, and it's not just one of them, It's not just Jahan, but all these guys, when they talk about Sam Howell, have a belief in his ability, have a belief in that he can take them to that next level, and Terry even mentioned the future, maybe being the future at the quarterback position for this franchise. I hope that gives you some confidence in him. I do, because I think that he can be a very good player for this team, but there's going to be some ups and downs. You know, maybe he struggles week one. Maybe he struggles week two. 
there's going to be times when he's going to look like a world beater, I'm sure. He, he had some times in the Cowboys game where he did. But there's also going to be some times when he's going to throw a terrible interception. But that's where it's nice when you hear Ron say he notices something, he knows when he's wrong, and he auto-corrects it, and he doesn't make the same mistake twice. There's going to be some growth. There's no doubt about it. As much as I like to kind of plead that, look, there needs to be some nuance to talking about him being a fifth-rounder. He was still a fifth-rounder. That is still the reality of it. So there's going to be growth. But when you look at the talent, the talent is there. And there's no doubt about the work ethic either. And usually, when you combine talent and work ethic, good things happen. And so I'm willing to bet on Sam Howell. I think that he can be a very good quarterback for this franchise. Not to say that he's necessarily the future. I don't know about that. But I think he can be good enough to get you to the same level that you were last season, if not a little bit further. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in, talk about Sam Howell. I'll give you some of my training camp notes, some of the things that I've taken away from my couple days over at practice this past week. We'll do all that next here on The Fan. Welcome back into 1067 The Fan, the Team 980, the Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you for another two hours and 15 minutes or so until we turn it over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler ahead of Nationals-Reds Game 2. We'll get into some Nationals talk in just about an hour, about a half hour. Ryan Horvat, Bet MGM tonight, he's going to join us, talk about the NFL, going to be some win totals he's taking a look at. But until then, I want to continue talking about the commanders and training camp you concerned about some of the offense's struggles? I want to give you my takeaways as well from what we've seen. But let's get out to Vic, who's talking about Sam Howell and some of the stigma of him being a fifth rounder. What's going on, Vic? You there, Vic? Throw Vic back on hold, see if we can get that figured out. But, you know, we're talking about this, this quarterback competition that isn't a thing. So I've already laid that out there. But I think Sam Howell can be a solid quarterback for this team. I've laid it out before, too, that he doesn't have to be the most spectacular quarterback in the NFL for this team to be successful. Look, if they're going to try to win the NFC, which I think is a little bit crazy and far-fetched, but there's not, like, juggernaut teams in the NFC. So it'd be one thing if you're saying, like, hey, they're going to try to get through, you know, the Chiefs and various things. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. But, you know, if things really went well... I don't even want to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to do that. Maybe I should just take all that back. But here's what I'm trying to say. Sam Howell doesn't have to be anything spectacular, and this team can be a playoff team. Seriously. They were on track to be a playoff team last season. They were. They were ready to go into the Giants games and win those things and basically lock up a playoff spot. And obviously everything went the wrong direction after that. But they didn't exactly get good quarterback play. They didn't. So here's some of the things that I've taken away from seeing Sam Howell out of camp. He needs to improve his touch just a little bit on some of the corner routes, those outbreaking routes, some of those layering throws. You know what I'm talking about, where you got a corner underneath, you got a safety over the top, you got someone running from in the slot, running a bit of a corner route. You got to kind of layer it over the underneath defender, but still get it down before the sideline, allow your guy to make a a toe-drag swag type of catch. What I've seen from him in those, he's kind of airmailed them, which is better than throwing it too short and having it picked, but he's kind of airmailed those. So I'd like to see that a little bit better, improve some of that touch, and hopefully continue hitting that deep ball and working on that, which you've seen 
you know, clips of that out at training camp that have been fantastic. Him hitting Terry, those guys down the field, which is the strength of a lot of those wide receivers' games. It's going to be important to see that. But he obviously has the cannon of an arm. It's very obvious that Sam Howell has the arm to make all the NFL throws. And he's looked good on some of those short timing routes. Things where they run, he hits his back foot on a three, four, five-step drop, and he immediately gets the ball out. He's looked good on those. He has. And so I think that that maybe is going to be some of what their bread and butter is. I think that's going to be something that's important for this offense, too, if they're going to make sure that they're going to be successful this season, I think that there's two things that they need to do. Number one, I think they need to find the bread and butter of the offense. And you got to remember that these guys are all learning a new offense. So I think that there are going to naturally be some struggles in that. But I think they need to find what the bread and butter is. And maybe the bread and butter is going to be running the football. Maybe it's going to be the short passing game, the short and quick game. Who knows? But they need to find what they're going to bank on. When they need it, what are they going to go to? And so far in camp, from what I've seen, it's going to have to be that short, quick timing passing game. That's been the thing that I've seen Sam Howell be the sharpest on. And then number two, he needs to find a security blanket. Think about this Chiefs offense that Biennemi ran the last couple of years. I think part of the reason they were successful with Tyree Kill and hitting those downfield shots was the fact that if everything else went wrong, you just had to find 87, Travis Kelsey, in the middle of the field somewhere and get him the ball. And he's the ultimate security blanket that when everything else isn't working, when you're trying to hit Tyreek Hill down the field and he's not there or he's covered, all right, 87, find Travis Kelsey. Who's going to be the security blanket for this offense? Is it going to be Curtis? I think that's something that's been interesting in camp too. I haven't necessarily seen Curtis catch the ball down the field a whole lot. It's been more so Dotson, Ben McLaurin, even Deami Brown. Maybe are they going to use Curtis more in that kind of a role around the line of scrimmage, just get the ball in his hands and let him do work after the catch? Maybe that's going to be some of the thing that they're going to do going forward with this offense. But I think those two things are going to be big for this offense as general, but especially Sam Howell. Who's the security blanket that he can depend on no matter what? And what is going to be the bread and butter of this offense? Is it going to be running the football? Is it going to be the short passing game? I don't know yet. So you're going to have to figure that out in the Browns game, in the preseason, up in Owings Mills when they have these practices with the Ravens, which will be good. You know, because one thing that you talk about all the time is this offensive line has struggled at times in training camp. The offense as a whole has struggled in training camp. Here's my hope. My hope is that the offensive line is struggling because the defensive line is playing like a number one unit in the NFL. And to be honest with you, they probably should be. If this team's going to be successful this season, we can talk about Sam Howell all we want. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be Justin Herbert. This team is going to win on the back of their defensive line and their secondary. That's how they're going to win football games. If Sam Howell has to get into shootouts like that Chiefs and Rams game when Mahomes was coming up and it was 54-51 to or something stupid like that, or he's having to put up 28 points a game, you know what? I, too, will be a little bit hesitant on crowning Sam Howell then because I don't think he's putting up 28 a game. But they're going to have to improve defensively or continue doing what they did defensively last season in order for this team to really be successful. And so my hope is, okay, the offense doesn't look good. Guess what? No offense should look good against this defense. 
oh, the offensive line is struggling right now against Chase, Montez, Duran, and John Allen. Well, guess what? No offensive line should look good against that front. You spent four first-rounders on those guys. They better dominate. Hopefully it's your own offensive line in practice, and hopefully it's whoever you're going up against on Sundays. Because if this team is going to be successful, those four guys up front need to be wreaking havoc all day long like they're doing right now in training camp. You know, the first day of pads, the first padded practice, you get 11 on 11. Who do they send out against the number one defense? The number two offense. Doesn't make you feel really good about the number one offense when the first time they're running 11 on 11, they're not sending out the ones. But you're hoping that the reason they're wrecking all of this for the offense, the number ones, is because they're going to do the same thing every Sunday to the teams they face up against. Arizona, when they roll into FedEx Field week one, hopefully they're seeing the exact same thing that this offense is seeing every single day in training camp. And that's kind of my hope. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. There's some things I want to talk about, the enemy and stuff with, with his operation and various things. But the offense isn't going to be the lead dog if this team is going to be successful this year. It's going to be the defense. And so hopefully, again, who knows? Maybe the offense is just bad. But what I've seen in training camp, hopefully it's because the defense is so tough. And to be honest with you, it can be a good thing at times. Obviously, we talked about Emmanuel Forbes coming in when he gets drafted, and he's going against Terry, and he's going against Jahan and Curtis. Well, on the flip side, they're going up against good corners. Hopefully, they can be ready. This offensive line, yeah, it might be struggling in training camp, but how many defensive fronts are going to give you the kind of challenge that this defensive front is in training camp every single day? Not many, if any. So hopefully, this offense is going to be able to be much better when they face a Defense that isn't of the same caliber. So hopefully the reason everything looks bad is because this is a top-five defense and it's playing like it in training camp. Want to get to some of your phone calls, 800-636-1067. We'll do that after a break. Are you a little concerned of training camp and the offense's struggles? What are your thoughts on Sam Howell going into this season? We'll talk about that all that next here on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 106.7 The Fan, Team 980, Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you for another two hours here leading up to Nationals baseball. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Talking about this offense, some of the struggles at training camp. You a little concerned? What are your thoughts on Sam Howell? Let's get out to the phone lines. Let's get out to Vic again. Vic, what's going on, man? What's up, bro? I'm sorry you couldn't get to me last time. No problem. So um, I, I'm I'm at peace about this. Um, you have highly competitive, professional, uh, uh, young, enthusiastic football players, and, and several of them are very good. They're the better players on our team, uh, several, a few of them I actually recognize throughout the NFL, that are saying all good qualities about him as a competitor and an athlete and as, as, a, as a leader. In addition to that, they're talking about his ability to think as he releases the football, as he gets rid of, gets rid of the football, how, how he finds his receivers, how they're comfortable, how they don't have to uh, uh, guide him or coach him to make them comfortable running routes and catching passes. And the reason that is is because he's a good quarterback. Vince Young sucked, but he came out in the first round. Zach Wilson sucked, but he came out in the first round. There are several quarterbacks I can name in the past five years that sucked, but they came out in the first round. And people give them the benefit of the doubt because they came out in the first round. These are the same people that say these types of things. They say Terrence Crawford is smaller. Earl Spence is going to beat him up because they're not – Boxing intelligent. And if you're not football intelligent, you're not listening to what football players are saying about another football player. Sam Howe is fine. The problem, the question is, is our offensive line going to be able to protect him? Now, would you, now I'll land with this. You, you made a very good point because you're football intelligent. You said if our D-line, that is one of the best D-lines, arguably has the two best interior D-linemen in the NFL, is not getting after the quarterback in practice, then we got a problem. So these are offensive linemen that are gelling together. You have some young guys on the front. Uh, they need to struggle. They, they need to have to work to get to the level of where our D-line is so that they can be prepared to protect him in high, uh, uh, aggressive, uh, situation, situ- important situational football later in the season, deep in games. And from what I'm reading, though, and what I'm looking at, our offensive line are not being pushovers. They're getting into fights because the D-line is understanding that we're going to compete. They're winning one-on-one battles. They're, obviously, the D-line is a little better, a little more advanced, but it's not like they're getting pummeled. And if Sam Howe has the ability to still use his mind and put the ball where it needs to be, then we're right where we need to be. I'm sick of the dumb, casual fans that call in and don't know what they're talking about. I land my play. Vic, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I mean, if you look at this offensive line, there's definitely question marks about it. We'll see what happens with it when week one rolls around. But, you know, just from one practice to the next, first padded practice, kind of dominated the offensive line. Second padded practice, there was some uncertainty whether they're going to run the football or pass the football. And then all of a sudden, that pass rush slows down. That's the difference in practice. Like, if you know they're going to pass the football, you can just pin your ears back and run. We talk about this all the time. That's why you want to be in long third-down situations so you can get your speed rushers, your pass rushers in there, and let them just go after the quarterback. It's the same thing in practice. If they know that you're not running the football, they're just sprinting up the field making plays. Well, guess what? That's not how football's played. <laughs> you might run the ball. You might throw a screen pass. Like, there's different things the offense can do to slow that down some. So we'll see as things continue on. That's why I think that these preseason games are going to be intriguing. These practices against the Ravens are going to be intriguing. 
The defense, when you play them every single day, if you've played sports, you understand. You go up against the same guys every single day, you start to understand what's going on. You start going up against someone else that doesn't know your scheme, that doesn't know what you're doing, that doesn't know the ins and outs of how you play the game. Then you can start to really see what your team looks like. So that's going to be intriguing to see a week from now, less than a week from now now, next Friday, on Friday, when you see what they do against the Browns, when you see in a couple weeks what they do against the Ravens and those joint practices, that's when I think you'll get a real chance to see what these guys are like. Let's get out to PJ and Reston. PJ, what's going on? Hey, guys. Happy day to everybody. Hope everybody's enjoying the, the weekend. Um, so my, my school of thought is, is this. Um, uh, our team this year a little bit reminds me of San Francisco 49ers uh, last year with Brock Purdy. Of course, you know, we don't have a George Kittle or a Christian McCaffrey, but there's some similarities there with some, you know, a lot of talent on defense, on the defensive line, um, really good skill, skill players. Um, now, another thing that I would like folks to kind of consider when they talk about Sam Howell, uh, a lot of sports fans, unfortunately, uh, they kind of skim the surface. They don't really go in depth. When people just uh, verbatim say fifth-round pick, fifth-round pick, mm-hmm. um, it's a, he's not your normal fifth-round pick. This was a guy that not only the year before, uh, if he would have come out a year earlier from UNC, not only was he touted as a like easy first-rounder, a lot of people were saying that he was a candidate to be the number one uh, player taken in the entire draft. Uh, same thing like with Tom Brady. I remember I first really started paying attention and scouting and all that on my own uh, when Tom Brady was in college because like, we were the same age. And, yeah, Tom Brady was a fifth or sixth rounder, but an educated fan wouldn't have known that Tom Brady is not a traditional fifth rounder. He started – the second half of the year at Michigan over Drew Henson, and that was just NFL coaches uh, being slow on the uptake on that. He, I knew from the moment he went to New England that I didn't know he was going to be a star, but I knew that he wasn't a, a fifth rounder. And another thing, too, uh, I know everyone is talking about the offensive line for good reason, but here's a lot of things that a lot of people are not saying. The offensive line doesn't have, like, any stars, but the depth, especially at the guard on offensive line, it's a very deep offensive line. You can use that to your advantage. So instead of playing the starters 80% of the time, we can do something where we play the starters about 65% of the time, rotate them, particularly at guard. We've, uh, we've got the two starters plus uh, Chris Paul and um, – there's a rookie undrafted Mason something that's doing good. Mm-hmm. So you can do things like, you know, Sam, Sam Cosby, you're starting guard, but then uh, you can rest Leno a little bit, kick uh, Cosme out to tackle, bring in those other two guards without missing a beat. The, the biggest issue for me is not the offensive line. The thing to me that was the most just uh, bewildering uh, lack of move they did off season was the tight end position. Seeing Dalton, it's one thing if there's a tight end you want and they, they're too much money, but, when, when I saw Dalton Schultz, a 26-year-old tight end, sign like a one-year, five, six, seven million deal with, with Houston, and Mike uh, Gusecki went to New England, that to me was the biggest issue. We could have had one of those two guys to platoon with uh, Logan Thomas. Um, so that's the thing to me that like, there's no excuse for that. I could see their logic with the offensive line with how deep they are, why they don't, you know, if you go after somebody like uh, one of those, Tack or uh, you know one of those high pl- uh, price tackles, then you can't sign Deron Payne, and then you can't sign maybe Montez and, and Chase in the year. But we really should have gotten, we could have gotten Dalton Schultz or Mike uh, Jacecki for for so cheap. And uh, you know I, I think we have you know our floor is about eight wins and our ceiling is about uh, eleven wins. I'm I think Sam's going to have an amazing year. I think we're going to go ten and seven. But you know those are my thoughts on that. Appreciate the phone call, PJ. I don't know if I would say that the floor is eight wins. I think that's a little bit high. You know, there is a chance that Sam flames out 
but I think the other thing that I'll disagree with PJ on, but it is a, a decent point. I don't want to see rotation at the offensive line. I want to see continuity at the offensive line. I think if there's one specific spot on the team that relies on teamwork more so than any other, it's the offensive line. The entire game of football is an incredibly team-oriented sport, more so than really any other sport. But the offensive line needs to be able to work together as a unit because you can have a bunch of C-level players play at an A-level on an offensive line, and it makes all the difference. You can also have a bunch of A-level players not play together, and they turn into a bad offensive line. You know, hopefully this team can turn those C-level players working together into an A offensive line. And I think part of the reason you can do that is continuity. So I want to see whoever takes over that left guard spot, don't be switching them. Sadiq Charles has been injured the last couple of days out at training camp. If he's not going to win the job and Chris Paul's going to win it, let Chris Paul play over there. Leave Leno at left tackle. Be interesting to see. There's been some high snaps at center. Is Nick Gates guaranteed that center position? I don't know that he is, but who's going to take his job? We'll see. Right guard. I actually think Cosme has been decent over there. And Wiley, as much as people love to rag on him, I think has been decent as well at right tackle. I think that overall, the offensive line, if you just go with the starters, is decent. It's decent. Now, the problem is, the way that the NFL works nowadays, decent on the offensive line doesn't cut it, because there are so many elite players on the defensive line. So they're going to have to work really well together as a unit. We'll see, but I'm not necessarily sold on the O-line, but I think they can figure ways around some of the shortcomings of the O-line. want to continue to get to your phone calls, but we're going to hit a break here, 800-636-1067, or you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Again, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. What are your thoughts on training camp? What are your thoughts on Sam Howell? We'll get to more of your thoughts next. 1067, the fan, the Team 980, the Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you up until 340 today before we turn it over to Nationals baseball. Ryan Horvat comes up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk with him about the NFL season, some of the betting things that he likes the rest of the baseball season as well. But up until then, we want to talk with you guys, 800-636-1067. Let's get out to Dan in Fairfax. Dan, what's going on? Dan, you there? All right, we'll throw Dan back one hold, and we'll get out to Greg in D.C. Greg, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Um, This is my first time calling. Um, Everyone's talking about Sam Howell, the um, media the way I look at it is this. Gus Verrott, 1994, um, was a starting quarterback against the Indianapolis coach. Um, Seven-round draft pick. Um, I, I mean, he 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 won games. Um, they took a chance on him. So, I think Sam Howell's going to be completely good. Everyone keeps talking about this fifth round. He could have been a, a first round if he came out early. Like, I don't even go on his draft picks. It's like it's the guy has – if they build the uh, protection around him – he will succeed. And one more thing with the offensive line. One thing, I don't know if they had this drill, but they need to blitz the offensive line to find out their weakness and work on it and have a, someone on the offensive line who could communicate and point out blitzes and um, pre-snap um, adjustments. That's what I think the key is for this offensive line to um, be consistent together. I'm out. Greg, great call. Make it. Uh, don't make it your last one. Keep calling us back. Appreciate you calling in. Let's get out to Mark in Laurel. Mark, what's going on? Hey, nothing much. Uh, thank you for taking my call. The only thing I'd like to say about Sam Howell, if he starts at quarterback, 
you're probably looking at probably five or six wins at the most there. What happens real, is real that quick, with real, the de- real quick, Mark. What yeah, makes you yeah. think only five or six wins with Sam Howell? Because, again, you're looking at a learning curve. The guy has training wheels on right now. The complex of defenses now, confusing them. This guy hasn't seen really any defenses of, uh, I mean, schemes or that sort of thing, not going to be able to process things effectively. So you're starting out, it's going to be a learning curve. I mean, the whole thing with the quarterback, with Sam Howell, reminds me of Matt Flynn. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. came in through six touchdowns, and then he got a big contract from Seattle, and that was pretty much it. Now, so, if you're looking at Joe. Real quick yeah. then, off of that, Mark, the reason yeah. that I have confidence that they can be maybe just the same level as last year, maybe a little bit better depending upon how Hal does, is I think that Hal can be better than the quarterback play you got last season. Do you agree with that, or do you not think so? But what you got to look at, too, they had an easier schedule last, too. You're not sure. adding that into aspect. I mean, again, schedule was really easy this year. Mm-hmm. The comp- the play right now, if you look at the only difference but the quarterback play you're getting is between him and Wentz is probably, I mean, even Heineke. If you look at Heineke and you compare him with um, with Howell, pretty much they're going to be similar skill set. Again, has probably a little bit better, stronger arm. But, again, he hasn't seen the complexity, the defense, sure. the confusing. I mean, they're going to confuse the guy. Now, if you look at Jacoby Bissett, he's probably looking at a little bit of 500 better. I mean, he's seen it all, so he can process things quickly. The thing about it is, you know, it's how fast you're able to process everything at the snap of the ball. Joby, Jacoby Bissett has seen it all. It's nothing he hasn't seen. Now, again, you're talking about a regime coming in here that, I mean, they have to win now. I mean, if you have to win now, I mean, you don't have like a two-year window where you can star Sam Howe and then kind of groove him and, you know, let him take his lumps and, and go for it. So if you got to win right now, I mean, again, yeah, I, don't, I mean, the enemy, I, they, don't have any, they don't have time to wait. So they got to win now. I get where you're coming from. Appreciate the phone call, Mark. I don't know that there's any chance they'll go with Brissett. I know that he's talking about winning now and they got, you know, maybe more of a chance to win now with Brissett. I don't see that happening, but... The reason that I asked Mark those questions, and you can kind of make your own observations and conclusions from it, but if you think that the quarterback play is going to be similar to better this season than it was last year, then I don't see how you can think that they're going to be only a five-win football team because they weren't a five-win football team last year. They were darn near a playoff team. So that's kind of where I was going with that. Let's get out to Dan in Fairfax. Dan, what's going on? Hey, great to talk to you, man. Um, I just... I, like I was telling the phone screen guy, I, I really think that we're being disrespected. Uh, Las Vegas has us at six and a half wins. That's ridiculous. We won eight last year. And like you said, we should have been in the playoffs, but not for that ridiculous uh, Cleveland game where we should have started Howell. And I think that we have a lot of weapons. Uh, Sam Howell, I think, is going to do well, but I also like Jacoby Brissett if he doesn't do well. And we got McLaurin, Dawson, Samuel. Uh, Robinson and, and the running backs. There's a lot of weapons there, and the defense is top five. And plus, we added Forbes. This guy is a turnover. I mean, he's going to get interceptions. Uh, like I said, six and a half wins. Uh, I think I think we're going to get nine or ten wins in playoffs. So, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Appreciate the phone call, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I love the optimism. I love the fact that people are thinking that six and a half wins is disrespectful because. <laughs> be honest, a couple years ago, six and a half wins would have been nice. You know, that's the kind of place that this team was at. So I think there's reasons for optimism. 
again, it's all going to roll on what happens with Sam Howell. Is he going to be able to take a step forward from what he did last season and grow throughout the season and really embrace being the starting quarterback? Everything that we played at the beginning of the hour coming from Jahan, coming from Ron, coming from Terry, makes you believe that they can. I guess we'll have to see. The proof is going to be in the pudding week one against the Cardinals, and we'll see, and we'll get a taste of it next Friday against the Cleveland Browns preseason week one. So it's going to be all coming quickly, all happening very fast. We're going to get to evaluate these guys and see what they got. I'm excited about it. Going to take a break, and then we'll get back. And Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight, he's going to join us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 